Wow. This is it, love. New York City. Still standing after all this time. Pretty spectacular, huh? It's huge. That's why- Please don't ruin the moment. <laughs> Come on, let's get a taxi. There'll be plenty of time to sightsee later. The addition, please. Uh, we've got some time to kill before the meeting, and it's early enough, so I've planned a few things to do beforehand. There's a ferry to the statue at 8, if you're not too jet-lagged. Then we'll go to walk around Times Square. Oh, and we have to call Faye and Citrine when we do. They want to see it. Uh, then we've got a couple other things to choose from. Lunch at Union Square Cafe, and back to our hotel room to change before the meeting at 5. You've got a lot planned, huh? Yeah, I, um... I wanted some stuff to take our minds off it. I know you're worried about the meeting. You're gonna do fine. It's not me I'm worried about. This is my father, and you're my assistant. That doesn't have to mean anything, Annie. It should. This is the first time I've seen him since you were hired, and I... I feel like I should confront him about this. About everything. But is it a good idea? People could get hurt. My people. We have to think this through. I know, I know, and I won't do anything that could lead to a bad outcome, I promise. I know. I trust you. But I still think we need to figure this out. We can think about it while we sightsee. For now, let's just, I don't know, try and enjoy ourselves. It's sort of good to be home. Good for you. It's... bigger than I thought it would be. Everything in New York is. There's the torch in her hand, and the tablet in the other has... Uh, something I don't remember. And you can look through the crown if you take the elevator and see the whole skyline. What does the inscription say? Uh... Poem, I think? For immigrants coming to America. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free... You're an immigrant, right? Yeah. A refugee, almost. My home went bad, I got out, I came to a different place. What's it like? Immigrating. I mean, I grew up between traveling and here, so I never really moved anywhere new. Well, it's like a culture shock, definitely. Everything is so different on the outside from what you do at home. Or did at home, I guess. How you think... What you do, what you eat, especially what you eat, good God. It's almost like you have a completely different personality from one place to another. Eventually, you get used to it. Compartmentalizing, I mean. And you find your own place in the new world. You think that you fit there. That you're just like everyone else, and this is your home too. Even, maybe... Even more so than your home home. And then someone says just one little thing, like, 
oh, your English is so good, or look at you in a certain way and you realize that you don't really belong here. Not to them. You, but you can't go back either. I don't exactly know what you mean, but I always heard stories about my super great-grandparents escaping from Austria during the Second Earth World War, coming to England, starting a new language in life. It must have been so hard. It is. We're going to get you home. Somehow, some way, I promise. Can you, Annie? I mean, really? Can you? There's so much stacked against us, so many people. Is there any way that would even be possible? Maybe. Maybe not, but we have to try. One way or another, I'm going to bring you home. Okay, I'm just gonna call the station. There is a lot going on here. You get used to it. Howdy. It's 3 a.m. here. Jesus. Oh, wow. Look at that. Oh, it's so colorful. Let me go get Faye. I thought I specifically planned it so that it wouldn't be this early for all of you. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Whoa, that's a big dog. Where did they get a dog that big? Why? Oh, where? Oh, what a good boy. Morning, Miss Annie. Oh, wow. Look at all those lights. That's so pretty. Yeah, the screens change every so often, which is neat. I really like it. Everything is so colorful. What the fuck are you guys doing up at 3 a.m.? Language, Robert. Good morning, Dr. Robert. Come look at Times Square. If I must. Oh, don't be such a sourpuss. So y'all are enjoying your trip? Well, we're still not sure about confronting him about... everything. Faye, what do you think? Hmm. Does it even really matter? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this is really happening all over the place. What's one mention of it? He could easily get rid of both of you and brush this whole thing off like it never happened. Well, of course it matters. Everything and everyone matters. It could mean trouble, sure, but if you raise enough cane, you'll eventually see results. You've been hanging around Citrine too much. Listen, just listen, okay? I'm old. I mean, I'm young for my species, but I'm still very old. And throughout all these years, throughout all this time, I've learned something very, very true. Everyone is important. Everybody. No matter who you are or how little you feel, you matter. There are billions of stars in this universe, but all of them still shine. Even if your impact is small, it could still do a lot of good for the people who are hurting. So I think you should confront him. But, I don't know. Do what you think is best. Dr. Robert has a point. Here's a point. Fuck off, Morris. Morris. Only one thing in this world matters. Me. I knew you were going to say that, but for a brief moment, I thought you might say something touching. How could you ever think that? I like to dream. Mela, don't listen to him. You guys will do great. It's like my granny Amethyst always said. Jesus fucking Christ. It's better to try and fail than to have never tried at all. I am positive your grandmother did not come up with that. Are you insinuating that Granny Amethyst lied to me? Uh, 
No. Miss Tree, please put the knife away. What the Mella, let Citrine, me see. We talked about this. Fine, fine. Y'all never let me do anything. God willing. My point is, guys, everything will turn out all right in the end. That's the way the universe works. Awfully humanistic of you. Dr. Robert, she's right. And I've seen enough to prove it. Whatever. The day I believe in the inherent goodness of humanity is the day pigs fly. Oh. I didn't know they could change their shape like that. Oink! Hey, kiddo, you want to go back to normal? Because you look pretty fucking terrifying right now. I don't know. I kind of like having four legs. Okay, let's try this a different way. Faye, change back to normal and I'll give you extra dessert tonight. <gasps> Yay! Great job. I don't know, Robert. You seem to believe in the good of at least one person. Say that again and you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Come on, admit it. People are good. You'll get nothing out of me. Dr. Robert, you think I'm a good person, right? Uh, of course, Faye. You're an excellent person. And so is everybody else? <sighs> so is everybody else. Oh my god. I am... underdressed. Nonsense. You look fine. That man is wearing a tuxedo, Annie. Oh, he's just the host. They all dress fancy. Hello? Yes, I have a reservation under Inkworm. Thanks. A reservation and everything, huh? Union Square Cafe is very difficult to get into if you don't have a reservation. Or aren't the 1%? Hush. Man, this place is top-notch. They've gotten the napkins folded and everything. That's your standard? It's nice! No wine? Hush. I'm teasing. Annie, do you think that if we did stop Inkworm, anything could even be different? Like Robert said, would it even matter in the grand scheme of things? I think so. It would change something. It has to. But like, even if we were there to stop Inkworm, that doesn't mean that another thing like it won't appear. New giant corporations, new acts of violence, and... <sighs> you get my point. I think what we're doing is good. And I think it will change things. Set a new standard, or whatever. But do you think it would actually work? I mean, sure, we can set one for this sort of thing, but can we even get our foot in the door? Or would we just... Mella, you know me. I get the things I want. I know, but I guess I'm just worried. This is... this is really just a whole ordeal, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It'll be alright, though. Think positively. Right. Positively. Gotta look on the bright side. We can convince him that what he's doing is wrong. And he'll listen and change his ways. And we'll live happily ever after. It's not very realistic, is it? Nope. I feel like the real outcome is that he'll just make things even worse back home. Hey, even if what we said isn't realistic, you should still think positive. Maybe not worse, you don't know. I can convince him to do something. I'm hell in a pair of high heels when I want to be. All the time? Hush. I trust that you can do something. I just... 
don't want to make things worse. I don't think that'll happen. Now, did you want dessert? What? Nothing. No, you were staring at me. What's wrong? Sorry, it's just... The scars look a little worse today, huh? I'm not saying... Annie, it's okay. I know. You're worried about the meeting. They're a reminder. It's fine. I'm not even getting distracted. Just... Remembering. Remembering what? You know the day I first saw them? When we were getting ready for that party? Vividly, yeah. We got trapped in a secret room. I was thinking about that. How it, that was, kind of the first time something my father did hit me on a personal level. What do you mean? Like, with Faye, when we first found them, we didn't know them at all. They were less of a person and more of a victim. But with you, I knew you. And by that point, I really, really liked you. So suddenly, I was thrust into a world where anyone, even my closest friends, could be affected. And that was scary. I guess I never thought of it that way at the time. I was more focused on the most important person in my life suddenly knowing my biggest secret. I was your most important person? You are my most important person. But I was scared. Of what? Of you. Not in the, oh my god, she's gonna tell her father way, but the, what will this person think about my past way. When we first met, I was a different person. Harder, I guess. Meaner. But being with you, even back then, it made me better. And I didn't want to lose that. I would never have just walked away from you, Mella. Even as a dick, I wasn't that mean. I think I was starting to learn that. And I know that now. Do you think... Do you think I'll turn out like him? Your father? No. Why not? Do you want the emotional answer or the logical one? Logic, please. You two are completely different people in completely different situations. He grew up an entitled prick who only knew how to get power by making others feel small. And while you were originally taught that, you grew and changed because of the people in your life. Me, Citrine, Robert, Morris, Faye... We all helped you become a better person. And you made all of us better in turn. That's what friends do. So, no, I don't think you're ever going to be like your father. It doesn't make sense. And the emotional answer? The emotional one is, you won't be like your father because we won't let you. I won't let you. You know me, Annie. I love you a lot, but I call you out on your bullshit when it happens. Your friends care about you too much to let you become that person. Not to mention you care about us too much to let that happen. I think my father thought he cared about a lot of people too. Do you really think that's true? Be honest. No, I guess not. You'll always have us, Annie. You'll always have me. You've got nothing to worry about. Thank you. 
not just for this, but for the past year and a half, I don't think I've ever been this happy before. So thank you. You are amazing. Don't give me all the credit. You deserve it. I love you. Quite terribly and truly, if I'm being honest. I sure hope you are. <laughs> Get dressed. I'll fix your hair. We can do this. You can do this. We. It's always we with you. So, this is it. Yeah. We're just gonna walk through that door. Uh-huh. And one way or another, everything changes. I believe in us. I believe in you. And I think no matter what, we're gonna do something incredible. You know that's why I love you, right? Even when everything seems hopeless, you always find the good side. It's a habit. It's a gift. And so are you. No matter what happens today, I want you to remember that. Together? Always. Inkworm is a production of Caldera Studios and is written and produced by Phoenix Dior with editing assistance from Ame Koch. The voice of Mela Sonder was Anisha Motra. The voice of Annie Inkworm was Phoenix Dior. The voice of Robert Alfilion was Diego Rodriguez Sanchez. The voice of Morris was Vincent Chow. The voice of Citrine Carvalia Alyssa Shamad was Quinn Stevebold. The voice of Faye was Kit Stallman. All sound effects taken from soundbible.com. Questions, comments, or concerns? Email us at inkworm, that's I-N-K-W-Y-R-M, podcast at gmail.com, or find us on Tumblr at Inkworm Podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on iTunes. And thank you to everyone who's listened for three amazing, absolutely unforgettable years. Stay tuned. We've got more stories to tell.